Now, police are going to start trialling the new tactical response model as part of a push to keep officers safe at work. The teams won't be generally armed, but they'll focus on high-risk offenders, firearms, methamphetamine and organised crime groups. Andrew Costa is the police commissioner. Evening, Andrew. Good afternoon. Did the community support this? We've had really positive uh, feedback. We've done a lot of engagement um, across our own people and across the wider community, and we've had pretty uh, wide-ranging support for the model. If these um, teams are not generally armed, what's the difference between them and your stock standard officers on the beat? So the uh, folk who will be sitting on our tactical prevention teams and in our um, dog teams will be trained to an AOS level, which is um, a much more advanced level of training and equips them to deal with the full range of situations that we might come across. Okay, so, but just to be clear, they still have to, if if they get the call out, they might be out on the beat and they've got the extra training, but they still have to go into the boot for the guns. Yeah, so these teams won't be out um, patrolling in, in the way that uh, our frontline staff do. They, This aspect of the model um, is about having a response to deal with the most difficult situations to come across. So it's an escalation from the frontline capability and um, they will, will be able to bring that higher level of skill and training. Included in the model, though, is a doubling of training for frontline staff. So uh, it's a real step change. It's the biggest change we've made to our training in my recollection uh, around tactics, and it is very scenario-based. So it's equipping them to deal with the kinds of situations that we're more frequently coming across. I'm a bit confused. I was under the impression that these teams wouldn't be sitting back in the office waiting for the call-out, that they would be out and about just as regular beat officers and they would be able to respond faster. They're on shift, but the, there are two parts to it. The, the dog teams are already dealing with uh, the higher end incidents, and you, you appreciate that uh, the great capability that our dog handlers bring. They'll have working alongside them an operator who is an AOS level trained person. They'll be available to respond, uh, and their primary focus will be response as opposed to general beat or patrol. Um, then you have tactical prevention teams, they are dealing with high-risk and organised crime offenders as their day job, but they will be available on shift to respond when required to those high-level situations. Is this going to make any difference for an officer in the same situation as Matthew Hunt was, where he he pulled somebody over, didn't realise the threat and got gunned down? Yeah, look, uh, the situation where something just happens is probably the most difficult um, thing to protect against an offender who's motivated uh, and equipped with a firearm will always have the advantage of, of surprise. Uh, that's why we're doubling the training for frontline staff with a real focus on scenarios. Yeah, and that's so fair that enough, but isn't this, the very thing, isn't this the very thing that your officers are concerned about, that they that they're increasingly coming across these kinds of people because there are more of these people out and about now, and this does nothing to help them? Uh, it, is, it is true that our frontline uh, is concerned, and that's why we've run uh, the whole program that we have. That's why we're launching the tactical response model. It is not just about the specialist teams who respond to the high-level events when um, called. It's about equipping every officer with a new level of training about how they approach those situations. It's also about um, intelligence and risk-based deployment. How can we improve the information available to our people so that when they're going into these situations, they're equipped and forewarned about the potential risk with a vehicle that they might be stopping and address they might be going to. Uh, your education first approach when it comes to lockdown is clearly not working. I mean, there are so many breaches and people just ignoring it. Are you going to go a bit harder now? 
Look, I, th- I think what you've seen since the start of the Delta outbreak is a much um, firmer approach by police, particularly when we're at level four. Uh, we really shut down protests early. The most recent um, protest situations are quite different. When you've got a thousand people turning up, or two thousand, or five thousand, there's no police tactic that we can apply that won't make the situation worse. But what about, I mean, uh, protest is one thing, Commissioner, protest is one thing, but what about, for example, um, gang tangies where you guys just seem to wave people away, parties where you turn up and, and, uh, you know, to deal with noise complaints, you don't do anything about it, people who breach the the lockdown rules and flee Auckland, you don't do anything about it until there is a huge amount of public outcry. Are you going to go harder on that too? We have been uh, very actively prosecuting people from the kinds of situations you suggest. I don't know if you followed the gang tangi in uh, Pairirua recently where we've prosecuted 50 people for offences committed on the day and our approach there has been uh, covert photography and identifying a much larger number of people than we could if we were um, trying what about to the gang? What the about the gang time. gathering around the tangi in Avondale in Auckland? I haven't got the detail of that one but I'm happy to come back to you in terms of prosecutions but our, our approach here is absolutely to prosecute as many people as possible the party on the North Shore, uh, which was very well covered in the media, had a large number of prosecutions off the back of it. Again, though, Commissioner, um, with respect, that was you guys turned up at four that morning and did nothing, and it wasn't until people were outraged by what they saw in the papers that you started acting. Yeah, look, uh, there are a range of uh, reasons as to why we can or can't act in a situation, and where we can resolve it at the time we will. Uh, that will be dependent on how many staff we can mobilise and how big the crowd is. And those judgments are about public health um, decisions and what we can what we can achieve with our deployment. But we are very actively prosecuting people. Also recognising, though, in the protest situations um, that pro- the right to protest is protected under law and, and we have to strike a balance that the courts will support. All right. Um, Andrew, thank you. I do, I do appreciate your time. Police Commissioner Andrew Costa.